You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show, episode 161, Catholics, Cuisine, and Coronavirus, a discussion with Chef John Falls. Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're going to talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Caven Show. And I want to welcome you to the show today. Again, we're talking about the things that everybody's talking about, and that is the coronavirus, COVID-19, and how it has impacted our lives in so many different ways. And uh, I look forward to sharing with you uh, every every week, and uh, I'm going to be doubling that up, it uh, looks like, just to spend a little bit more time and trying to talk about the faith and how it applies to our lives you know, this uh, spring, our lives were uh, completely upset. And in the spring, my wife and I have the privilege of going down to Louisiana and spending uh, several weeks with Chef John False. And uh, for those of you that have heard the podcast before, you've heard a lot of his story. Uh, and we get to go down there and we spend about three weeks or so. We speak all over the South in the Louisiana area, Metairie, New Orleans, uh, Baton Rouge, Gonzales, Anime, and just all over. And and this year we went down and we had a wonderful time talking to to you and spending time uh, getting together. A lot of crawfish, very very good. But uh, everything stopped this year. And my daughter and her husband and the three grandkids were all going to come down and we were going to spend a week together down on the bayou. And uh, and kind of get an idea of what it was to to uh, to be you know be in the swamp, and we were really looking forward to that. And everything had to stop, and we ended up going back up to Minnesota. Uh, the wonderful guest is one of my best friends ever, and we met in Israel. We I took him and and a lot of his friends, Sister Dulcie and uh, Michelle and Kim. And uh, just just great people, uh, you know, to Israel, and we became the best of friends. Well, it really hit me this year as everything has come to a halt that this has really impacted the restaurant business and the food the food business in general. And when it comes to food and the restaurant, Chef John Falls is uh, at the top of the game, and he has such an interesting perspective because he is. He is uh, a Catholic and a very, very faithful Catholic. He and his wife, Lolly, live down in, uh, uh, in Gonzales, uh, outside of Baton Rouge. And they're just models of what it means to be Catholics and business people. And in the middle of a crisis, which he's not uh, new to, he's is stepping up once once again. And I thought it would be good for us to talk for a few minutes uh, to Chef John False. Let me tell you this, the sound on this is going to be different than the other shows because uh, we're doing it on an iPad and not on the uh, regular microphone system and, and all of that. So I want to introduce you once again to Chef John Falls. And, uh, and if you want show notes for any of these shows, remember, all you have to do is text my name, one full name, Jeff Cavins. That's J-E-F-F-C-A-V-I-N-S. 
And all you have to do is uh, text 33777. That's 33777. You'll get the show notes. In fact, we'll put you on the list and you'll get show notes uh, for the future. So I thought this would be interesting for you to hear a little bit from Chef John False, and I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions, just email me. That's all one word, the Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com. God bless you. I have the privilege right now of speaking to a very good friend of mine down in Louisiana. Uh, you've heard him before on the podcast, Chef John False, and he is an award-winning, and I say award-winning, I mean multiple, multiple awards in the culinary field. He's also the uh, the owner of Revolution, which is uh, right on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, and uh, a False Market at the airport, and a uh, tremendous manufacturing plant as well as catering services Uh Chef False, it's good to touch base with you today during this coronavirus. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for thinking about us down here. It's um, it's trying times to say the least, and uh, but uh, you know we're all getting through it one day at a time. Um, I, I had one of my little nephews, ten uh, year old, eleven year old, in the hospital uh, over the last couple of days, and uh, thought for sure that he. Uh, that uh, he had the virus and uh, they're letting him out today. And it seems that it was, was viral, but it wasn't, thank God it wasn't uh, COVID. So, so yeah, we've been, uh, we've been uh, touched in a big way here and obviously uh, aware of what's going on throughout the, throughout the country. And of course we're praying for them as well, but New Orleans is becoming ground zero. Well, Emily and I were uh, so blessed to be with you for about three weeks down in Baton Rouge prior to coming back up to Minnesota as this was really breaking loose at that at that point and uh, and I know that you know your whole life is is the food industry and you have you work with hundreds and hundreds of people who uh, their lives are affected uh, as well what does this mean to someone like yourself who's responsible for so many people right now uh, well, well, Jeff, that, that's really the issue. The issue isn't so much about our well-being or, you know, taking care of ourselves, making sure that we're, uh, we're comfortable in this, uh, the world we're in right now. My biggest issue is the literally uh, uh, about five, 600 employees that I have in my company uh, that's dependent on us every single day. Um, uh, the restaurants in New Orleans have all closed. Uh, the uh, 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 obviously my airport location, which is brand new, the new airport in New Orleans is closed, along with every other chef. Uh, but the foods that we were manufacturing in our in our Donaldsonville division, Chef John Paulson Company, everything has come to a standstill. The good news is that we hadn't lost anybody. The good news is that. The SBA and the government is taking care of us financially to get everybody back. It's just a, a, a time that we could not imagine. Uh, I'm checking on my people every day. They're, they're checking with me. Uh, we're lucky to live in a place uh, where people really love their neighbor here. You know, we come from a we come from a culture here of uh, of taking care of one another, and it's been that way for for. Uh, for hundreds of years, so we 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 feel feel really comfortable about that. And uh, thanks for asking, but we're well, I, I think for for the shape we're in, we're in pretty good shape. 
And again, we're talking with Chef John False, who is uh, really known all over the world as an outstanding chef. And, and Chef, it wasn't too long ago when Katrina hit New Orleans that you were a part of helping Dookie Chase, that historic restaurant. And, uh, and I know that you have come to the aid of so many people who have gone through difficult times. And it's no secret to our audience and the Catholic audience around the country that you are a man of faith, that you are a, ma a man who you love Our Lady, you love the Catholic Church. And, and talk to me a little bit about how that has played a role in or how it's influenced you throughout this whole coronavirus outbreak. Uh, well, Jeff, you, you know, there's no doubt about it. We're, we're so, we're just so honored to be uh, born and reared in a place where, uh, where God is important in all of our lives. I grew up in a home, a Cajun home, as you know, in the swamps of Louisiana. My mother died when I was very young, only seven years old, left uh, uh, eight children behind, died in childbirth, in fact, as you know. But even up to that point in our lives, she had already instilled in us the importance of our faith and the importance of helping others, uh, the importance of knowing your neighborhood and being aware of what's going on in your neighborhood, e even as children. So when uh, you mentioned Leah Chase, you mentioned Dookie Chase, uh, when Katrina hit and this African-American chef who's just world-renowned and so, so respected, lost everything. It was just so natural for us to want to come together to, first of all, find her because she had been dispersed as so many other people were, but yet at the same time to realize that it was our obligation, uh, the gifts that we had been given were necessary at that point to be distributed. And Leah Chase was a, a perfect example of, uh, of us coming to help. But, but really it was because, Jeff, it was instilled in us as young children that we were given, uh, even though we didn't have much money, we were given just a, a, a wonderful, wonderful family, a wonderful place, uh, uh, an understanding of the need to be available to others when the time came. And of course, that's the life that I've tried to, uh, to live in a, big, in a big way. And I remind people all the time that just because my mother died when I was seven and she left all these children behind, she had already instilled in us the importance of faith. She had already instilled in us the importance of prayer. She had already instilled in us the need to help your neighbor. Even as children, we knew that. And that's one of the things I love to, to preach about today is that you're never, a child is never too young to be given an understanding of obligation. And I, and I thank my mom for that. Well, what I'm hearing you say, too, is that it was in the middle of crisis, of a crisis when your mother passed away when you were seven years old. And, and uh, you know, Mary Fascia, a wonderful lady who ended up raising you kids. Uh, what happened in the middle of that crisis is still with you today as far as what you gained. What would you say to mothers and fathers out there right now that might be quarantined in their home for a month, two months, three months, who knows how long? Uh, talk Talk to them just for a moment about how important it is for them to walk in their faith. And it will be memorable for those children. It will. Ab absolutely. And I've been thinking about that, Jeff. And, 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 and it's a little strange when I tell people what a great opportunity this is. What a fantastic gift God has given us at this moment. What are we learning from this? And uh, I was just talking to one of my, uh, one of my nephews last night and uh and he was commiserating a little bit about it. And he's got three children. And I said, uh, 
I said, look, I just want you to remember that now is a God-given opportunity to sit around the table, talk about family, talk about faith, talk about prayers. Are you you saying the rosary? Are you teaching your children the importance of the, the holy days? Do you realize that we're in the middle of Lent? Do they understand what that means? We're in Holy Week. Uh, What an opportunity God has given us in these trying times that reminds me so much of the foundation my mother built for us to stand on when we were just babies. And yet she passed away at that very young age and left us behind but we already had a strong foundation to stand on. So I was on the phone with one of my nephews last night saying, are you taking advantage of this God-given opportunity that he's given us to shut the world down so that we have time to embrace our children, tell them we love them, explain what Holy Week is all about. Now that we can't go to church, get around the television and watch, uh, watch the masses going on if they hadn't been to church, I think this is an opportunity for us as Catholics. I think this is an opportunity uh, uh, of us as Christians to realize that God gives us these moments and we have to recognize what these moments are all about. And uh, and I, right. I think last night my little chat with him uh, uh, really opened his eyes as I, as I hope uh, uh, people listening to this will hear it as well. Well, you, uh, it's coming from a man who... Uh, has been through uh, tragedy, you know, growing up, the loss of your mother, Katrina, there's been other things that you have faced over the years that I know your faith has come into into play. You know, some people are saying uh, in many, many, in many ways, this is the new normal. And I'm resisting that to some degree, because there's something about the the, the faith that is incarnational. We come together. It's the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I can't ever imagine uh, saying that the new normal is for us to look at each other while eating a hot dog or something. That isn't the new normal. That isn't the new normal. And food, food brings us together, doesn't it? Uh, well, well, Jeff, it, re- it really does. And even, even biblically, you know, I, I certainly don't have to instruct you on that subject. But I mean, uh, think of the week we're in and think of the Last Supper, you know, when, when Jesus just stood around that table looking at his disciples. It was over breaking bread that that he tried to explain to them the importance of the journey that they were going to be on And uh, uh, once he was gone. Uh, all There's so many great food mentions in the Bible. I mean, uh, I remember the day that you brought us up to the to the uh, spot of the multiplication of loaves and fishes. And everybody was so enthralled uh, at at being on on the seashore of Galilee. And I was thinking as a cook, uh, God has given me the gifts uh, uh, to to, to be a restaurateur and a cook. But every time I think about cooking, uh, even in the church that day on the seashore of Galilee, I thought to myself the importance of the fact that God made me a cook because I could look at the Sea of Galilee and I could just reflect on the uh, on feeding those masses up there. And it just came to life for me. It just really, sh- once again, God was telling me the importance of the journey I was on. The importance that food is kind of that common denominator that opens every door, whether it's a charitable door or whether it's a fundraising opportunity or whether you're just bringing neighbors in. When you sit around the table with food and you break bread, it's a God moment. 
and you have to use that opportunity, whether it's with your children or with your friends, or even where we are in Louisiana today in the tragedy of this uh, coronavirus and the city of New Orleans is to its knees and literally our archbishop has the, has the virus and he's oh, wow. quarantined. Yeah, our bishop uh, 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 is quarantined right now and it just continues to pound on me every single day. Amazing. What what am I learning? What am I learning? What is God telling us? And uh, it's a God moment. There's just no right. doubt about it in my, right. in my world. I'm, I know, it, it. It, I, and I can I can see that you can see it on the news every day. My my last question for you is as a as a restaurateur, as a a man who who uh, has uh, built and owns one of the greatest restaurants in New Orleans, the Revolution. And when people go to the airport uh, in in New Orleans, they'll run right into your market there. You're all over the place. How do you see the coronavirus? changing if if you see it changing food and the way we go to restaurants uh for the rest of our lives uh well jeff there's no doubt about it this is a change that god has sent upon us uh for a tremendous amount of review no doubt about this personal review uh this the, nothing happens by accident we both know that and it was time, it really was time for this country to come to its knees, in my opinion. So I don't know when, when uh, whether it's at my Revolution restaurant, when we come back. I mean, I have over 150 employees on furlough. My food plant has over 200 employees on furlough. Uh, the airport has, uh, what, 70 people on furlough. Imagine how that's touching my heart every single day. All I know is this. I know this is come upon us for a purpose. I know that it's given all of us a lockdown situation with our family, children, wives, husbands, to be able to sit and talk about nothing else but where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? When I think of my archbishop being locked down in his, his home in New Orleans, there's, there's no secret to it. God is telling us, stop. Don't slow down. Stop. Get around the table. Hold hands. Pray. Pray that we come out of this new people with new vision, with an opportunity to have a love and respect for our church, to open the doors of our church again to, to full congregations. Uh, Jeff, I'm looking at this as a really good time for all of us, especially uh, uh, those of us who think real deep about what is God's plan. Um, right. I, I think, I think this is good for us. Well, we're, we're, uh, appreciate the time you've spent with us. And, uh, uh, when I go down to Baton Rouge, all I have to do is mention chef John false and people practically want my autograph. So, and that's unusual. <laughs> Let me ask you this of all the things you miss being quarantined besides eating crawfish with me, what do you miss the most? Well, I miss the most not, I, I, I miss you and that wonderful wife of yours not being here in your apartment at White Oak Estate, uh, it's it's sitting right up there vacant. In fact, is I'm going to go knock <laughs> on your door and hope that you answer it. But uh, we love having you here. Uh, I mean, uh, when I say brother, I mean brother. I mean, we've, we've become so close. We love having you here. You have touched Baton Rouge in such a big way as well. Uh, I don't have to tell you that. I mean, you come to Baton Rouge and every church feels to listen to your, uh, your message. So thanks for all you do. 
Thanks for the friendship that you and I have acquired over the years. And I look so forward to uh, uh, to being with you again. Keep me in your prayers as I'll keep you in mind. I will do that. Uh, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. My friends, we've been listening to uh, the comments of Chef John False down in New Orleans, Baton Rouge. He is a world-renowned chef, hit hard by this. And, and like you and me, he has to make those uh, adaptations as a Catholic, as a man of faith. And, and uh, he's doing an absolutely wonderful job. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to that interview with Chef John False. Again, the the sound is a little bit different because it was done on uh, an iPad, and that is different than a studio uh, microphone. Uh, I want to close in prayer, and I and if you are in, impacted in the food industry, restaurant, and uh, I think we're all affected in some way and impacted in some way because of the food. Uh, the food is center to our lives. I want to pray for you right now, and I want you to know I love you and I'm thinking of you. And uh, let's pray, shall we? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, I thank you for Chef False and his wife, Lolly. I thank you, Lord, for all that he has done to contribute to the world as a restauranteur. And I thank you, Lord, for his faithfulness in walking with you. Lord, we commit ourselves to you in, in every way, and we are reminded of your provision of food in the Old Testament, giving the manna to the children of Israel. We're also reminded that you give us the new manna. You give us the bread from heaven, your body and blood. And for those of us that cannot partake of that food, we spiritually uh, commune with you today, Lord, and we thank you for giving us the sustenance and the nourishment of your word as we continue to read scripture on a daily basis and pray. And we thank you, Lord, for the communion that we, sh we still share as the body of Christ. You are so good, and you provide for all of our needs. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you. I love you.